Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hello and welcome to episode five of the Female Health Podcast. So today it's just myself, a solo episode, and I'm going to be chatting all things PMS related. So this will be a little bit of a biology recap for some of you, and some of you may never have heard of this information before, and that's absolutely fine. So I'm going to educate you a little bit on the two main hormones, the two sex hormones that are involved in the menstrual cycle. Then I'm going to talk about them when there is imbalances, and that, and that is what PMS is, when there's an imbalance in hormones. And then I'm going to talk about some strategies that you can implement to help reduce your PMS if you get it really badly. So I see PMS a lot with my clients and PMS is considered normal, but it isn't normal. It's common, but it's not normal to have severe debilitating debilitating PMS. So understanding that is really important. So if you're someone who every single month you dread your cycle coming because you just know you're going to be crippled with anxiety, low mood, fatigue, really emotional and have irritability and things like that, that is a sign that your hormones might not be in sync with one another. There may be a little bit of an imbalance. That is your body essentially sending you a message hey, look after me, there's something going on inside, I need attention basically. When these symptoms comes up, that's your body looking for attention and care. So it's important to really understand that and listen to what your body is trying to tell you. So understanding that symptoms like anxiety to depression, the really bad fatigue and the cravings, like insane cravings, you just cannot satisfy yourself, irritability and emotional, uh, emotional mood swings and things like that. If they're very, very, um, I suppose, chronic or really, really noticeable and people around you are like, oh my God, like what is wrong with her? Um, And it's pretty obvious, then that's a sign that your body is trying to tell you something that, you know, the hormones are not working well together. Um, And there is so much that you can do to support this. And, you know, making, I want to make it aware that it's not normal to feel like this, but that there is hope. There's a lot that you can do through nutrition and lifestyle and supplement measures to really help get a balance on this and um, that it's not so debilitating and that you don't have to dread your cycle coming every month because our cycle is like our monthly report card. It is telling us, you know, our body's working well when you're ovulating, that is your body telling you that everything's working properly. If you're getting a healthy period, then that doesn't have too much pain and doesn't bring with it too much um, of those PMS symptoms. That is, you know, your body telling you that things are working well for you. There will be some months that are worth that you're gonna feel worse than others. And if you look back on that, you might notice that there was more stress going on that time, or there was just something going on in your life, and that might reflect the reasons why your cycle was a little bit different for that month. And it is okay for that to happen now and again, but if your cycle is constantly topsy-turvy, you're just feeling really 
up and down you're just not yourself and it's you know you might have to call in sick from work or college or whatever it is that's a sign that there's something um a little bit off so i'm hoping to firstly educate you on this and also help give you some support and tips to guide you in looking after yourself to really reduce these pms pms symptoms Okay, so as I say, firstly, we're going to chat about the two main hormones. So this is going to be like your biology lesson. So when you ovulate, you produce two hormones, which are your sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone. So estrogen firstly is like your yang hormone. This is your, imagine like this, your friend who's like this person who's really fun and uh, great to be around but then they get a little bit overbearing and you're kind of glad to see the back of them after say two weeks that's kind of like estrogen it's so it, it's great when they're around but you don't want them around forever so the first day of your cycle starts on the day you start bleeding so that's day one of the cycle and this is the follicular phase and this is when estrogen is starting to rise when this happens imagine that friend is around you're starting to feel really really good you're feeling so energetic your mood is great you've got great sex drive you're just feeling so great about yourself that's all down to the the benefits of estrogen so estrogen is increasing the happy hormones like oxytocin which is your love hormone serotonin and dopamine which all make you feel really really good really happy really content so this is great. So you're going to feel uh, the effects of this and this is going to make you maybe want to start a new project. You're going to feel really, really organized. You're going to want to take on some new tasks. You might spring clean the house and um, you might want to sign up and join a marathon. It just, you're just going to feel really good. Projects will get done easier. Um, you're just and your appetite also is a little bit lower it's a great time if you want to diet because you're not wanting to eat as much but um you're not your, your appetite isn't as high but you're not feeling as hungry so it is an easier time to lower your calories secondly it's also really good um in terms of training so estrogen is like what's called an anabolic hormone so it's a growth hormone so it's helping your muscles grow and build so again you're going to feel really strong in the gym and uh, so this is a great time to up your personal best to really push it in the gym, increase your intensity. So give it your all during these weeks because you're going to be able for it when your estrogen is rising. So it's a great time for your performance and for weight loss as well if you're dieting. And overall, you're just going to have so much more energy and feel so much so much good about yourself. And um, you'll also just notice your appearance, like you're, you'll feel better in how you look. Your sense of smell is even stronger as you approach ovulation. Uh, all of these things are to do with your hormones. So that is your estrogen. Okay, so a quick brief summary on that. Then, as I say, we get to ovulation, estrogen starts to drop off. Okay, so like this is like the point when your friend is getting a little bit overbearing and you're just like, okay, I need them to go. So as it drops off, the more estrogen you have, the, and the, the larger the drop off is going to be and the larger the effects are you're going to feel. So you're going to feel low mood, fatigue, irritability, anxiety, just, oh, you'll really feel that crash down. But what happens is mother nature comes to the rescue. It makes, when we ovulate, we make progesterone, which is the other hormone we make. And what this does, it comes in and shatters us from the effects of estrogen. So try and think of it as like you want to keep the gap between the drop off of estrogen and progesterone as close as possible so that they're not too far apart. So the more estrogen you have, the bigger the gap between estrogen and progesterone. And the less progesterone that you're making, the bigger the gap between estrogen and progesterone. This is when the symptoms 
start to arise for PMS. When there's a big gap between estrogen and progesterone, you're going to start feeling fatigue, anxiety, get really big cravings, depression, um, acne, all of these kind of things can come as a result of the imbalance between estrogen and progesterone. So what you want to do to reduce these PMS issues is to make enough progesterone and reduce the excess estrogen if you have that. So to know if you've got excess estrogen, excess estrogen can be, you might feel like headaches, um, bloatedness or fluid retention, breast tenderness, things like that, and irritability. Maybe signs of estrogen excess after ovulation. And then if you've got low progesterone, they, that would be severe PMS. So really, really bad anxiety, really, really bad cravings, uh, really bad fatigue and depression. Um, you'd get some spotting, mid-cycle spotting or spotting before your period. You'd have really prolonged, heavy periods and you'd get to have a short uh, luteal phase. So say just after you ovulate, you'll have your cycle less than 14 days after that. Um, I do, like You want to have your, your period 14 days after you ovulate. That would be the, the ideal time or the time you're meant to have it within a 28-day cycle. So that's how you know if you've got excess estrogen or low progesterone. So the first thing we're going to chat about then is how to support more progesterone. So progesterone, as I say, is like, think of progesterone as like nature's volume. It's like your soothing, relaxing hormone. It makes you feel really, really calm. So it's reducing the anxiety that you get with PMS, reducing the low mood, reducing the irritability, things like that. And um, progesterone, we need to help make this, we need to reduce stress. Stress is the number one thing that's going to lead to low progesterone levels. So when we're stressed, we need what's called a, one of our, a hormone called cortisol, which is a stress hormone. We need to make that to help cope with the stress that's going on in the body. But in order to do so, the hormones that make cortisol and progesterone will prioritize cortisol and not make progesterone. So it's kind of like they're competing with one another. Think of it that way to make it simple. So when you're stressed, Instead of making progesterone, it's going to make more cortisol and will have lower than levels of progesterone. Then the cortisol is going to cause dysfunctions in what's called the HPA axis, the hypothalamus, pituitary and adrenal axis. When this is out of balance or dysregulated, this is basically signaling to the body not to ovulate and not to make enough progesterone. So your progesterone is getting lower when this is off kilter. So massively look at your stress levels. During the lockdown, a lot of clients came to me saying that their PMS was so, so bad that they just didn't understand that they never had it like this before. And they couldn't understand why they were feeling so fatigued and anxious and irritable when they never had this in their cycle before. But during lockdown, a lot of us were feeling, especially the months when it first started, were feeling really, really stressed and anxious because of what was happening in the world. We we're in the middle of a pandemic like people were losing their jobs we were really really scared for the, the health of ourselves and our loved ones so it was really really difficult and we took on the stress in the body body picks this up whether we realize it or not that we're stressed if we're just watching the news all of the time and absorbing this information that's really really negative that's going to have an impact on the way our body is perceiving stress and even though it mightn't be dangerous you mightn't think that like it's a proper 
stressor in that moment, it's still being picked up that way by the body. It can't really tell that difference. So it's making cortisol to help you adapt to this stress. But then as a result, it's not making enough progesterone. And this was then impacting on people's menstrual cycles and on their PMS in their cycles. So they were getting really severe PMS because they weren't making enough progesterone. So the importance of stress cannot be, I can't stress enough the importance of reducing your stress. Excuse the pun or whatever you want to call it. So whatever you do to reduce your stress, this will look different for everybody. For someone else, like it could be going for a run or a walk or meeting up with friends. Other people might like yoga, meditation. It really will depend on the person. But I do like to say, try and do something that gets you into a state of what's called flow. So where you're not really... The time just goes by and you don't even realize it. So some people might find this when they read a really good book. They just, an hour has gone by and they can't believe it, you know. So that, when you're in that state, you're in a state of pure relaxation, pure enjoyment. Your stress hormones are at its lowest when you're at that point. So trying to do more of those kind of things that really bring enjoyment to your life can reduce stress and um, reduce the stress hormone cortisol. So tip number one, look at your stress and reduce your stress in order to make more progesterone. The other thing I would say is if you drink alcohol, alcohol will have an effect on the production or the manufacturing of progesterone. So when we make progesterone, we convert it to a neurotransmitter called allopregnanolone. This really helps again relax and calm the body. But when we drink alcohol, this lowers this neurotransmitter. So we're not getting any of these benefits at all of this like really calm and relaxing um, neurotransmitter. So we're just going to feel really jittery, really anxious. We're going to have poor sleep and we're just not going to feel good. If PMS is an issue for you and you'd have, say, a good few drinks during the week, maybe just look back at reducing your alcohol intake, eliminating it for maybe a month and see how you get on. Again, it's something I find that can be a really uh, proactive and simple thing to work on without, you know, adding in loads of different supplements and things like that. Look at that first and see how this works for you. And it can be really, really beneficial. And um, again, I've seen such great results with my clients who reduce their alcohol intake um, when they get severe PMS. So that's one thing I would say as well in terms of increasing your progesterone. So the main things there are looking at your uh, alcohol and your stress levels. Now, some other things that you can do um, around PMS is you are going to feel a little bit more hungry. Some people decide to try and fight this, but you're kind of fighting with mother nature here. Your hormones are working. They, As I say, progesterone is going to boost your thyroid hormone. So this increases your appetite. But if you're fighting against this, you're getting, you're fighting against your own hormones. So this can lead to cravings and things like that. So a lot of time people think that their PMS is really bad when they've got really big cravings, but you have to first look at, are you eating enough and are you honoring your hunger? So making sure you're eating enough protein and healthy fats with every meal that you have. So, you know, lots of lean meat, good quality dairy, um, nuts and seeds, things like that, and healthy fats, then like your salmon, your again, your nuts and seeds, your nut butters, um, and and even dark chocolate, that will all help you to honor your hunger and fuel you and keep you more satiated and more fulfilled for longer. So definitely try and um, keep your blood sugar level stable because 
we're more prone to imbalances in blood sugars at this time. When we have imbalances in blood sugars, that can lead to, again, low mood, anxiety, irritability, fatigue, and just more cravings later on. And we just feel we constantly need carbohydrates and chocolate and sweets. But if we simply look at our diet and try to add protein and fats into every meal that we're having, this is going to have a much more stabilizing effect on our blood sugars, not leading then to these sudden uh, energy crashes and cravings. So that would be a really important nutritional um, strategy to look at when trying to reduce the PMS uh, cravings that you get and other issues as well. Finally, there's some supplements that are really, really beneficial for PMS. They, they would be um, your magnesium, and B6. So when you take these together, these are super for increasing your progesterone and just really calming the nervous system, relaxing the nervous system, helping promote good quality sleep. So if you're someone who gets quite anxious and, and irritable and emotional, this would be a really good supplement to take um, during the month to help cope with uh, the PMS at the later end of the cycle. So yeah, magnesium and vitamin B6 in combination are super together to help just reduce your PMS. So that would be a really good one to look at for yourself. So then we'll move on to estrogen. So if you have too much estrogen, as I say, the signs of too much estrogen are kind of the irritability, the headaches, like that menstrual kind of headache that you might get, breast tenderness, uh, prolonged and painful periods and um, bloatedness and things like that. So again, it comes down to some of the basics, reducing your alcohol. So alcohol, again, is considered a toxin. The body is gonna prioritize removing the alcohol from the body before it removes estrogen. So if you're drinking, um, say a few times in the week, you're going to, your liver's working all the time to remove that alcohol, but it's not removing then the estrogen. So you're starting to build up your levels of estrogen estrogen in the body so remember it's like that overbearing friend it's starting to build up and build up and you're just getting really really tired of it and it's giving you those symptoms of just fatigued irritability bloatedness and all those uncomfortable kind of feelings and um, so you really really don't want that the other thing is the liver helps to um inactivate the estrogen into a form that helps it to be removed by the body so then you move to the gut that's where it goes and that's where it starts to be removed so if we've got healthy bacteria down there we're then going to be able to remove that estrogen efficiently and remove it from the body and it gets taken out in your stool and that's it gone however if the bacteria down there is starting to build up to be unhealthy and we've got a low population of healthy bacteria then we're not metabolizing our estrogen effectively and it's been reabsorbed back into the body again. So we're starting to build up our estrogen, estrogen again, which is not what you want to do. So you really need to support a healthy gut microbiome. So again, it comes down to eating a good variety of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, healthy fats. And so the Mediterranean type diet would be what I'm kind of referring to there. It's just high in omega-3s, high in unsaturated fats, whole grains, fruit and vegetables, legumes, pulses, beans, things like that. That will really support a flourishing gut microbiome. Also, you may look at adding more um, probiotic type foods like kefir, sauerkraut, kombucha, things like that. Um, and also you could look at taking a good quality probiotic to help build up the bacteria down there. Again, that will really benefit you in detoxifying and eliminating the estrogen from the body. So there's two things to really look at is your alcohol and supporting your gut health. Um, also, you, if you are um, 
the way estrogen works, there's a few different types of estrogen in the body. The one we make by the ovaries is called estradiol, which is like the good one. It has a really good benefits for the body. There is other ones made by our fat cells called estrone. So this, if we are have a lot of fat cells in the body, we're going to have more estrogen in the body. So again, you want to look at maintaining a healthy body weight to really keep your estrogen levels low. And also look at um, the endocrine disrupting chemicals that are found in plastic bottles in, and in a lot of like the tans that we use in um, a lot of the, the moisturize all your cosmetic products and your lunch boxes and things like that so if you're really like concerned about your hormone imbalances and you want to get on top of them this can be a really simple thing to start changing to more cleaner ingredients because again these are prioritized by the liver to detoxify these chemicals and then will be left to higher estrogen levels in the body. So swapping for glass jars and uh, glass bottles for your washer and you know different tans like the tan organic for example is doesn't have any of those endocrine disrupting chemicals in them so that's a really good tan if you're trying to kind of keep those chemicals down in the body and they're also really good for the environment as well so it's kind of it's a win-win it's supporting your body and supporting your hormones and also the environment so um that's what i would say when it comes to the main things for reducing your estrogen in the body is looking after your gut, looking after your liver, not having too much alcohol or endocrine disrupting chemicals, and also, um, yeah, making sure you've got a healthy weight as well. So maintaining a healthy weight. So they'd be the main things to look at. So like, I know it might sound like a lot, and I might it might sound really really complicated, but it is just simply like as I say eating a Mediterranean type diet would be a really good way of promoting healthy hormones. So lots of, you know, really good vegetables um, and a variety of different colors of vegetables. Really important to get your green vegetables in there, especially leafy green vegetables and cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, kale, cabbage, things like that. The reason that's really important is they contain a compound called DIM. And DIM basically metabolizes the excess estrogens and it reduces the excess androgens that can lead to symptoms like acne and excess facial hair growth. So anyone who suffers with those symptoms, DIM is a really good supplement that you can take. Now, just to be careful with DIM, not to take it if you're on the pill, or if you um, you need to also, it's quite concentrated in supplement form, so you would need to support your liver to do its job. So uh, taking milk thistle would be really beneficial as well with that. But the, the you can also find dim and get it in your diet in more in lower concentrations through the leafy green vegetables and cruciferous vegetables and this will help reduce the excess estrogen in the body as well so um that's an important one to look at too but just overall trying to get a really comes back to like a balanced diet lots of healthy lean proteins good trying to get fish into your diet particularly oily fish so if you're not eating oily fish it might be a good idea to look at an omega-3 supplement um, trying to really support a healthy gut by eating lots of fruits, vegetables, beans, lagoons, pulses, and um, whole grains, things like that, and reducing your alcohol and looking at your stress levels. So whatever it takes for you to reduce your stress, bring that into your life and try and do that as much as you can. Supporting good quality sleep as well will also reduce your stress levels. So they kind of work hand in hand. You know, when it comes to reducing your PMS or any hormonal issues, looking at your stress and your sleep is number one before looking even at nutrition and supplements. So they're the, that's the main area to try and help get your hormones more in balance, more in sync. So that's what I would say when it comes to PMS. 
um, I know there was a lot in that and you know you might need to listen to it again if you're someone who suffers really badly but the idea is to try and increase your progesterone and reduce your excess estrogen if you have that looking out for the signs of both so uh, trying to see do I, you have excess progesterone or have excess estrogen and um, or sorry have low progesterone or have excess estrogen trying to look out for those signs and once you've identified maybe that you have one or the other or both which you can have as well and um, then you can start maybe targeting some areas to help improve your um both of these hormones and get a balanced ratio i suppose between the two because that's ideally what you want in order to balance the hormones and reduce those big pms issues that can come every month so i think that's really it what i wanted to go through and um you know i just want to do a quick summary of what pms is how it occurs that it's not that normal it's common but it's not normal and we shouldn't be getting it every month and there is some really effective things that you can do. I don't know if I said, but definitely add in chocolate, actually. Chocolate's really, really good because it's high in magnesium. And also there's some fats in there as well. So dark chocolate's really, really great um, during that time of the month as well. And it uh, helps balance, like, with, um, yeah, it balances those cravings and takes the edge off nearly in a way of the cravings. And you don't really necessarily overeat on dark chocolate as you would with milk chocolate because it's just it's more rich it's harder to eat as much of it as you would of um, milk chocolate so definitely add that into your pms toolkit if you haven't already and um, the magnesium in that is really beneficial so adding cacao as well and cocoa into your diet as well would be nice around this time this time of the year as well so you can make um hot chocolate with cocoa or cacao and um, and they are high in magnesium and iron as well which is really beneficial during that time of the month so if you um are looking for any more help with this you know you can check out my instagram or also just send me a message um or work with me on this because i work specifically with clients who have who struggle with pms and other hormonal imbalances as well so that that's um definitely reach out to me if that's something that you struggle with but i hope this was helpful if it is let people know and share it on your instagram and i also recorded this on youtube for people who prefer to watch their podcast so also you can subscribe to my youtube channel as well i have a link for that on my instagram on as well and here on spotify but yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you got something from it and realize that there is hope there if you have pms and really debilitating pms and there's a lot you can do to help yourself with this and not to feel like it's hopeless and that you have to put up with this every month because you don't you can there's so many things that you can do to help get your hormones more in balance and more in sync so thank you so so much for listening i really hope you enjoy and chat to you soon